episode of Original Understudies, where I've gathered the world's most original understudies, and we're going to perform some improv comedy for you based off of your suggestions. If you want your suggestion to be used, uh, send an email to originalunderstudiespodcast at gmail.com. I'm accepting all sorts of uh, suggestions, whether it's just a single word. You could give me a little story. You could just write me an email. And I've decided, what the hell, if you want to send me some scene suggestions, I'm no longer going to give people a hard time on it, but I'm going to collect them and use them in a different way than people are expecting. So there's that. But let's introduce the improvisers. Up first, because he's so special, Cole Stratton. Cole, thanks for joining us. How are you? And where can people find you? I'm great. I'm sad to see you sold out. But um, what do you mean? I mean, you're taking any kind of suggestion now. I mean, <laughs> well, stick to your understudy I, guns, Jace. <laughs> well, what we're doing is we're 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 this is the 52nd episode, okay, so we've gone sense. for one year. Okay. <laughs> and what I want to do is I want to start doing some of the episodes. I did one episode last year where I used the same suggestion for three different groups of people, and I want to bring that back. But it doesn't really work the same if I'm reading out like. Uh, but yes, I I, I kind of sold out, but at the same time, it's for there's no. Selling out as a podcast. <laughs> uh, but you can find me on Instagram at Stratton Cole and Twitter at Cole Stratton. And I guess I'm on threads now. I just clicked a couple buttons. I haven't really used it, but I'm technically on it. So I, I'm so confused by it. I don't know what the hell I'm looking at, but I am proud of myself for for like leaving Twitter. I'm not going to probably load. I uninstalled it. I didn't deactivate my account because I'm not that brave. <laughs> Evidently, though, and this is something I was told last night on threads, if you deactivate your threads account because it links to your Instagram, it deactivates Mm -hmm. your Instagram account. So listeners, if you're thinking about doing that and you're like, this isn't for me, just leave it idle. Don't deactivate it if you still want your Instagram. I heard the same thing. Um, All right. And up next, Amelia Clover. Amelia, thanks for joining us. And where can people find you? Um, everyone can find me at uh, Amelia Clover Bio across all the socials except for threads. I don't want to deactivate my Instagram. So, uh, and then also at AmeliaClover.com. Cool. And I, I don't know if this is, uh, you've been doing a new show with kids. Are you allowed to talk about that show? Yes, I can. All right. So, I'd like to hear a little bit about it from you if it's not too much to ask. Yes. I actually like not to brag, but I'm actually doing two different improv shows that are centered around children and you know their kids shows but um one is imagination nation superstation which i'm really excited about that one i'm gonna be in it this month but i was meeting and you can tell us about uh, you can tell us about that one but the other one that uh, it's uh that one it seems like you're working with kids yeah that's the rock and awesome improv show it's at the youth academy for dramatic arts uh in in los angeles but uh that one is like we're all uh, adults doing the improv but it's like short form games and we invite kids up on stage to play with us cool. currently it's like a free show at 11 o'clock on saturdays so 11 a.m <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I figure with kids. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, that seems like a lot of fun. Uh, I remember doing a show called Overruled at the West Side a long time ago, and it was short form with kids, and I, I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, they're great. They're so uh, funny. Cool. And next up, we got Rich Baker, who I'm I'm just doing rounds in L.A. I'm joining into uh, Monologues and Mayhem the first week of August, August 7th, I believe. Yep, yep. Uh, where can people find you, Rich? Uh, thanks, James. Always great to be here. Find me at Rich Baker Coaching on Instagram or Facebook or www.richbakercoaching.com. 
Exciting. And Monologues and Mayhem is at the Glendale Room? Yep. Glendale Room oh, and the- Glendale, coincidentally enough. And Glendale. I have not been there yet. I'm so excited. Nice. I, I can't wait to go. And we got Landon Kirksey. Landon, how are you? And where would you like people to hunt you down online? I want them to hunt me everywhere, James. Uh, uh, thank you for having me again. Uh, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna go off of uh, what our normal thing is here, and I'm gonna plug my band because. <sighs> We're about we're we're getting ready to release uh, our the album that we recorded last year. It's taken a full year to uh, to get this thing done, but uh, we're kind of slowly releasing it. It's Johnny Marfa and the Lights. Uh, we're available on Spotify and Apple Music and Tidal and all of the streaming platforms. Um, but uh, we have a single out now called Strong and Steady, and will there'll be another one in another week or so. And then eventually the album will will trickle in, I think, next month. So uh, Johnny Marfa and the Lights, we play both kinds of music, country and Western. <laughs> both kinds. Nice. You really sold out there, Landon. Yeah, yeah no, <laughs> unapologetically so. And that's the band that I saw you play in just recently. That's right. Yeah, that's that's right, James. I saw you at one it of the gigs. I, I would. I mean, it does. I guess sound kind of country, kind of western. But I I thought it sounded so much more rock and roll. It is. You know, everything is just rock and roll. That's sort of the secret about music. Is like everything's yeah. just rock and roll. But um, but you know, it's 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 kind it's older kind of country, kind of rocky, kind of indie. You're the best harmonica player I've ever first person witnessed playing uh, close enough that I could almost touch. There's a few caveats, but you are the best harmonica player I've ever seen in person that was like close enough to watch them work on it. It was amazing. Thanks, buddy. I I appreciate that. That very specific compliment. (laughs) You're welcome. And finally, Jake Regal. Jake, welcome back. Where can people find you? Oh, you can find me at Jake Regal. I'm sorry, all music is rock and roll. I can't let you get away with that. Just uncommented <laughs> on. That's just not true. There's lots well, of I mean, music that isn't rock, is rock, kind of rock and roll. Yeah, right? Everything, everything's kind yeah. of rock and roll. Uh, at Jake Regal, I'm on threads. I've posted a couple times. I don't know. Check out Cardinal Redbird if you're in Los Angeles. Second Thursday of the month. UCB Theater. That's what I got. Sweet. Let me pull this. Oh my God, where'd it go? Here it is. Uh, I hope this, this is the suggestion right here. It's kind of a little tale. I don't know if it's too long or not. We'll see. Uh, I have not edited it down. I hope this email finds you in good spirits. My name's Holly and I've been a devoted listener of your podcast for quite some time now. I wanted to share a little story, an adventure that unfolded at a music festival I recently attended. Picture this, a vibrant music festival pulsating with it's too it's long. I can pulsating. tell you already. It's too long. <laughs> it's, I'm already halfway through. Pulsating with energy and filled with enthusiastic concert goers. I was having the time of my life, immersing myself in the melodies and dancing to the rhythm. But amidst all the excitement, disaster struck. I realized to my absolute horror, I had lost my keys somewhere in the festival grounds. Panic washed over me and I searched frantically, retracing my steps uh, in the sea of people, but it felt like I was searching for a needle in a haystack, or in this case, keys in a massive music festival. But I refused to give up hope and there was no ins and outs, so I could not leave. Long story short, at the end of the night, I went back to my car and my keys were sitting on the ground next to it. Luckily, no one either saw it or they had hoped that I... uh, Either no one saw it or they had hoped I would find it like I did. Thanks for the laughs, Holly. Uh, sorry, it's a little hard for me to read because I'm, I'm 
a little further from my monitor than usual. And words are don't just flow off of the screen like they do when I'm getting a suntan from my LCD screen. <laughs> Have you guys ever lost your keys? <laughs> I, oh, well, not a keys thing, but that did remind me of a story. Uh, my aforementioned improv team, we perform at the Desert Days Music Festival every year. I'm not sure if I mentioned that on this podcast. It's a very weird gig. Is that like in Coachella area? Yeah, it is. It's in Paris. I've, like I've Paris. passed that area. Uh, it's yeah, it's, it's nearby-ish Coachella, but it's like a, ma- a fairly major music festival, but there's no other comedy presence. We are the only comedy team, so no one is there to watch comedy. We are absolutely an intrusion on this festival uh, <laughs> to the point where at the first year we did it, we had like a little fake stage set up and it was so unwelcomed to everyone else that they just wanted us gone. So instead we started doing like roaming shows like a like band of Commedia dell'arte will like approach groups of like three to five people and be like, would you like to see a small improv show? It's weird, but it's fun. It's a very fun, strange time. Uh, but the first year we did it, um, Tame Impala was going to headline nice. and me. Yeah, it was great. Uh, so me and my girlfriend uh, are like, Hey, let's, let's, uh, the improv is done. Let's take an edible and watch Tame Impala. Uh, so we do that and it kicks in about, 10 minutes before their concert starts. Perfect timing. They play a couple of songs. It's amazing. There's confetti. And then thunder starts hitting. And we're like, "Uh uh-oh, what's happening here? And then over the loudspeakers, a voice says, we're sorry, the show is canceled. Everyone must return (laughs) home immediately for safety reasons. Uh, We will contact you if there's a reschedule or whatever. And I'm high as a kite. And we're in the desert near Coachella and uh, the music is done. Um, So our only option basically is to go and sit in my car and just be quietly high (laughs) in my car for like two and a half hours before I can drive home. The lightning thing reminded me of when I was in Austin a few years ago for, I was in this movie that was in the little film festival there, but I went early and I was just kind of killing time and I went to Stubbs barbecue and got some lunch and I heard a band sound checking next door because it's also a concert venue. And I recognized the opening riff to uh, the cutter. So it was like Echo and the Bunnymen. And I was like, what the shit they're playing? And I look and they're playing that night. And I had no plans because I got there early. And I was like, all right. So I went and bought a ticket. So I'm seeing Austin, like Echo and the Bunnymen, who I love, at this tiny venue in Austin. And it's the show's almost over. They're on their encore. And it's the song Ocean Rain. And at that very moment, the sky just opened up and it just started dumping rain and it's an outdoor venue so it was just weird surreal like they're done anyways so like it wasn't a huge loss but they're like you gotta go they're playing ocean rain it's <laughs> dumping water and like it was hot in the middle of the summer so like no one anticipated this so like completely drenched and got back to my hotel and i was like well that was a surreal little experience there like it's always kind of fun to go someplace and just kind of force gump your way into something you're not expecting <laughs> to do you know it was like one of those afternoons for me i love the use of forced gumping as like a verb because <laughs> it makes a lot of sense original understudies so it's it's open casket and uh we're going to be having some people <clears throat> they're probably going to be you know coming up to see but we're thinking that the improv set could probably go uh whenever you see a natural lull in the line um you guys you guys are prepared to perform today correct yeah uh, yeah um, we <laughs> we do funerals all the time <laughs> <laughs> that's what have, i noticed um, uh yeah 
If you give us $70, we'll perform for you. That's what we thought. Yeah, we just oh. uh, we also have like a section we use puppets in. So if we could set that up maybe mm. behind the casket as a place oh, to yeah. block the performers. It's a big sure, hit. Sure. Can I be completely honest with you guys? I thought I was hiring an improvisational like jazz group. I I uh but I I think that if you guys do this and it seems to work, then then I'd really love to see uh what happens, okay? Oh, it works. The $70 check clears every time. Every time. And we also, we do do musical freeze at one point. So we do sing a little bit okay. and that's all improvised. Sometimes we go to hip hop. <laughs> oh yeah. You should, you should hear Martin rap. Martin, uh, do, do a little rap about, about the funeral. Oh man, this guy is dead. Look at there. That's his head. Oh, we're improv. Great, 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 great. So good. So good. All right. I'm going to go talk to the family really quick. You guys just, I guess, can use this back room to warm up a little. And, uh, and I'm sure, I'm sure everything's going to go good. Just, uh, zip, one, two, three, zap, four, five, zip, six, seven, eight, zap. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, one, two, three, four. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Johnson, uh, this is a lovely funeral. Thank you for putting mm-hmm. this together. We really appreciate it. I yeah, can't do. Help. We do. Is that an that's an improv group that you? Uh, if it's uh, apparently they've done many funerals in the past. They I said mm-hmm. I said, can you do a funeral? And they said yes, Ian. And that is so that is incredibly insightful. My, our father he he auditioned for Herald teams all the time. Oh, and wow. He he never made it on. I, I'm not familiar like with what Harold teams are. I'm honestly not either, but he talked about it and he posted about it a lot. Mm. We have um, to ask though, is it um, short form or long form? I, I yeah. don't know. I have, I have no idea. Uh, should I go check and make sure? Is there one that you prefer it, over the other? Well, obviously we've been told Harold is long form. And so we kind of feel that if it's short form, it might be disrespectful. Mm, okay. Yeah, we we want to, we don't want to be makes disrespectful. Sense. And th- if there's one thing that this funeral home holds above everything else, it's respect. Thank you. Guys, sorry. To- All right. I brought my big bouquet of flowers. And whoever these flowers, whoever they're pointing at, it's your turn. Okay, I'm sorry to interrupt you guys, but we're almost ready to have you out there. There's just one important, super important thing to cover. Um, Is this short form or long form? We, We don't like labels. Uh, maybe you can't hear the faces we're all making. We're making sort of a smirky side look face. All three of us. Yeah, they, it kind of reminds me of the troll face that you see online. I don't know what that means. I need a verbal answer if you're going to do short form or long form. And let me just give you the spoiler. We don't want short form here. Uh, apparently, the deceased was a... Uh, an adamant follower of the long form art. And uh, while he never made a Herald team, it would be uh, almost sacrilegious for him to have a short form team perform at his funeral. What do you think group games were originally? Listen, uh, it's almost hurricane season and it's also 
summer outdoor concert season. And I got Commissioner Gillespie up my ass to get accurate forecasts for these outdoor festivals. So listen, you meteorologists, you eggheads, if you don't give me accurate precipitation predictions, then we're going to have to cancel all of these festivals. And let me tell you, the last time we started that EDM festival and it rained, that that polluted the water supply, buddy. Okay. Well, we got nothing but a clear sky is forecasted this weekend. We got Smash Mouth coming in from the northwest, moving easterly, patterned about 2.30 p.m. And then Jesus uh, Christ, Motormouth Mike, Motormouth Mike, shut the fuck up. Okay. You can't stop. You can't stop. You're, you're not on the broadcast right now, Motormouth. Okay. If you could just. This is what I'm like all the time, Craig. You know that. No, I know. I know. You know who else who knows that? Your two ex-wives. Okay. <laughs> so. How about you put a cork in it for two seconds and give me an accurate precipitation prediction, motor mouth? Mm, accurate precipitation. As I said, it's clear skies this weekend, uh, starting Friday and moving into Sunday. There's a All right. 56% chance of Prince recovering from the grave and showing up and doing a surprise set. Okay, that's fine. But you know what? I swear to God, if Smash Mouth takes that stage and it starts raining on them, it's going to be your ass. Motormouth, it's been like a really great couple of years, but I've got to admit, I really, when I heard your name was Motormouth, I didn't, I really didn't think it would be like this. <laughs> mm, chance of visitation rights for our children? 56%? More like 22. Ooh, that's, that's rough. Uh, Motormouth Mike is, uh, yeah, sure, I love the weather, but I also love little Hank and Storm. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to tell you this in a way that you'd understand, but there is a 99% chance there's someone else. Hmm. So you're saying there's a 1% chance that I'm just a terrible person. <laughs> um, you know, it's, you can never say anything with a hundred percent certainty. This is that hard is. for me. Chance of Bender this weekend in my hotel room at the Holiday Inn Express. 99%. Hey, oh, sorry to interrupt. I'm here with today's scores. Me with your wife. Uh, that is today's score. Uh, so sorry to report that news. That's Ben Jackman. He does the, the sports broadcasting. I know who he is. We share a green screen on Saturday night. You've shared a lot. Guys, this party's over. Uh, dump your drinks out. Um, what? Yeah, my kid was never supposed to have a party here, so everybody's got to go home. Oh, okay, turn off the music. No. Let's go. We're having such a good time. Have you have you been drinking alcohol? Yep. Jesus. Then I guess you've got to stay here until you sober up. Okay. okay, everybody else, I need you out of my house right now. What are you talking about, you narc? Wait a second. Nerd. Have all of you been doing drugs and alcohol? Yeah. It's a party. Party. God damn it. Brian, is this the kind of behavior that you have at all the parties that you hang out with these friends of yours? 
Sorry, Dad. I'm so coked up right now. What was the question? I said, is this the type of behavior that you and your friends have at all the parties you go to? And if that's not exactly what I said, it's pretty damn close, Brian. No, not every party. Who wants to do body shots? Yeah, dude, you're glad you're talking. No talk- more body shots. It's time to sober up. I'm talking to your son. He was doing rails in the bathroom. Dad, every party is not like this, okay? Sometimes there's uppers. Sometimes there's downers. You like you, what you're being right now. You're being such a downer, Dad. Okay, well, this is uh, inappropriate. I know that I told you I wasn't going to be home till tomorrow, but plans change sometimes, okay? Yeah, what's inappropriate is to not be honest with your son, you know? Like, I was expecting you to come back tomorrow like you said you would. But this is another example of dad just, you know, making things up on the fly, like some terrible improv group at a funeral and like just doing his own thing. You know, it's disrespectful. I'm sorry, Bitch, and my friends. Isn't it disrespectful, gang? Yeah. Hey, yeah, everyone went shit in the pool. All Woo! right. brought your father here to this therapy session to have a little bit of like family counseling and I understand your dad's been pretty strict on you. Yeah. Like he said he was going to be back on Sunday and he came back on Saturday. Like I can't even, you know, that's a huge betrayal that you should be upset. How do you answer that? Steven? Well, we all shit in the pool. That's how we answered him at the time. The emotionally mature choice. Yes. I'm very proud of you, Brian. Thank you. Steve, how do you stand up to this as a human? Well, as a human and a father, uh, I didn't know that I was going to get sent back from my work trip early. They needed me somewhere else on Monday, and it was it was out of my hands. It wasn't a malicious attack. Uh, and truthfully, I thought that all of these young men, and there was a couple women, Shitting in the pool was too much. I felt like I was the one being attacked. Yeah, I'm Steven. You know, that's that's spoken like someone who might might not even be human. Are you <gasps> human, Dad? Yeah, Stephen. Men of your generation really have a difficult time with how people actually cope with their emotions. You know, I've prescribed many uppers and downers to your son, and it really seems to be quite effective. I'm wondering if maybe... And we appreciate all the extra attention you've been giving. And yeah, obviously, I'm human. I'm, look, at, look at how many fingers I have. Ten. That's a human amount. Right. Um... If they ask you how human you are, point to your fingers. They cannot deny or refute the evidence of your fingers. I am prepared to, but what if they ask to see my toes? You must resist all inquiries. Isn't that right, Zadov? That is correct. You must remember your mission. You are to gump yourself into the U.S. government. Okay, it should be simple. Having these ten fingers, it feels so weird having these attached to my hands. As we have learned from the Prophet Gump, you can go into any situation and find your way. You must find your way by accident and happenstance like the Prophet Gump. Train yourself in minor and tertiary sports. Dad, 
dead. Um, uh, uh, I was in the, um, I was in the bathroom and I was, um, I was like playing with it and then like playing a, a tentacle playing came out, it? Dad. Why did a tentacle come out of my junk, Dad? Oh, shit. oh, oh. Brian, I got close to the door. Your mother doesn't a hundred percent know this. But I'm an alien. What? And you are part alien. Dad, you've got ten fingers. That's a human Look amount of fingers. Look at your toes, Brian. Look, well, obviously you found the other thing. We've got tentacle penis. <laughs> oh, God. What a... This dad... It's not bad. No. It's not bad, Brian. This is Brian. awesome. I can't wait to show oh. everybody. Brian. You cannot show anyone. What? Do you know how long it's taken me to to go from uh, helper at the White House <laughs> up to <laughs> all, the, all the small jobs in between? Original understudies. Okay, uh, Mr. Davidson, uh, we've been really satisfied with your job as helper, um, mm-hmm. and uh, we'd like to, we'd like to, you know, we'd like to fast track you <laughs> if we can. This is the White House, after that all, it's a land of opportunity. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anyway, we're gonna we're gonna bring you up to to very good pal is what we're gonna do. Perfect. So you were a helper before. Now you're a now you're a very good pal. Well, I'll use all 10 of these fingers to be the very best pal I can be. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I can't tell you how great that sounds. How far away away is this from, you know, president? Ah, well, (laughs) that's a question I get a lot. And let Uh, me tell you. Uh, Mr. Yates, uh, I just wanted to remind you about the new penis checks that we're doing for everyone entering into the very good pal position Mm -hmm. implemented this morning. Just just let make sure he knows. Of course. Yeah. So, so Mr. Davidson, there's a this is just a formality, of course, but Mm -hmm. uh, we we have to check your penis in order to be a very good pal. Uh, It's a brand new. Well, yes, today. I mean, it's a very, very simple procedure. We just have, you know, we'll have one of. I've got a thing going on with my penis today. I'm. I'm getting it, uh, I'm getting it, um, you know, taken care of and it should be fine Monday if we could do the penis check Monday. Oh, I see. you got a thing going on and you're going to get taken care of. Yeah, no, that's no problem. I, I, but if no, we thank, could, thank here's you. the thing, if we could fast track this, because we really love to have you in the very good pal position. So why don't we just, let's just, you know what? We don't care about whatever the thing you need to fix is. It's okay. We'll accept you the way that you are. Is this your dick in the wastebasket? Yeah. Yeah, Brian. That should go in compost, Dad. <laughs> All right. Uh, has anyone ever tried composting? I, I have not. I've had friends who have. <laughs> um, I was at the container store yesterday, and they have an automatic composter that's only $500. Wow. I, I know, right? I was so tempted. Just what, to get a- what makes it automatic? What does that mean? So it's like this little futuristic looking, almost like rice cooker looking thing. And you just like put your food scraps into it and it will turn it into dirt instead of you having to do like the layers of like coffee beans uh-huh. and like, you know, doing knowing how to do the layers properly and putting worms in. It'll just make it for you. How big is it? Because that's been my problem with composting in L.A. I don't got a lot of space. 
Um, it, yeah. Is it the size of a rice cooker? Yeah. Or like a, like a really big, like a four slice toaster, I guess would be also (laughs) (laughs) big. How big is it? It It's like a really big something else, something smaller. (laughs) 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 We have a little compost bin. It's like, it's tiny. It's just like on the counter. So like, I don't do anything with it, but Jenny will put scraps in it or whatever. Cause you can just put it down in the green bin downstairs or whatever. So. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I barely know it's there except when I smell it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm so ignorant. I don't even like, I've heard of composting, but I always thought it was just like throwing stuff on the ground. So like, I don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) My friend's like, I have a compost in my back. I'm like, all right, let's throw stuff back there. I'm really great. Uh, so then, but the, the composting is so good for a couple of reasons. A, you're using your waste to create soil to then B, create new plants. But I don't know, like there's just, I feel like that's something for people that have a lot of land and mm-hmm. in LA, like how could you, if you had the room for composting, then you've just used your, the, the room that you would grow something. Mm-hmm. But that's uh, probably just coming from somebody that has a, a cement backyard that is about eight foot by ten foot. So, <laughs> congrats on having a backyard. Yeah, I was yeah. About to say that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, what a yeah. I share it with a with a woman that uh, believes in a lot of um, weird things. Oh, I don't know if I've said this before. So she and I, we, we have a back door that goes to the same cement area. And I, our deck had been getting like spots. I thought there was condensation coming from like maybe an air conditioner. But when you look up, there's no air conditioner up. We put ring cameras out and I caught her. She sprinkles oil in front of my door. And I don't know that it's oil. I don't know what it is, but it doesn't wash away. So I figure it's waterproof like oil. And the, she didn't know that I, she must not have noticed that I had the ring camera there for about two weeks. And then one day at about 3 a.m., she came out with a candle and she looked right at the camera and she walked back in. The next day she started putting up blankets and things all in our backyard so that it doesn't like see that half. And honestly, I don't really care. I mean, the blankets look so bad. It looks like somebody's creating uh, a lean to in our backyard of like space blankets, but whatever. <laughs> I can't tell her to not to have them. I, I, this might be, maybe this is, I don't know, far afield, but James, you can't just have a conversation with this woman. Uh, <laughs> oh Gosh, it's hard to, I mean, the problem is, is I've lived in this building for about 15 years and I've had almost no issues with anyone except her. And she's, she's a, a very strange person. Um, and she's, I have yelled at her, which very, very rarely do I yell at anyone. Uh, but her dogs, she keeps off leash. And I understand that some dogs are okay off leash, but her dogs, uh, rush at my dog and attack it. And their her dogs are very small and my dog would easily win the fight between it, but I just don't want her off leash dogs doing it. So I've yelled at her a couple times. And one morning when I was packing my car to like go on a, a trip to either Sedona, I don't know where I was going, but I had my door propped open and I was bringing stuff out to my car and her dog rushed over there and I had to race over and like get my dog and her dog apart. And at that point in time, I started yelling. It's like, get your 
fucking dog off my back. Like, bah, 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 bah. And it was just me acting in a way that I did not, I don't approve of, and I don't want anybody to think of me like that. And then later, that same morning, like 15 minutes later, she's like walking down the street and she's like, Can I say something to you? Can I say something to you? And I was like, Don't just get your dog out of fucking leash. And she's like, Well, I was going to give you a compliment. <laughs> and I was like, I don't fucking care. I don't need fucking compliments. I'm so fucking confident. I said, I just need your dog on a leash. And then I got in my car and I drove away. And the rest of that day, I thought to myself, God, I, I wish I would just know what it was she was going to say to me. That compliment probably was pretty good. And ever since that day, I've never been able to have a conversation with her because I acted like a monster. Um, thanks for having me on Antiques Roadshow. I've always wanted to get this appraised. Um, I've been told that this is a space blanket, a blanket from space. Yes. I uh, yeah. This what you got here is a very interesting piece. Now, what we, we don't often see these, um, and it's rare, especially to see them here in the Pacific Northwest. But what's great about this piece here is it came from space. And I can tell from the stitching, it's about 3,000 years old. Wow. That's amazing. And um, I can, there's a little bit of, I think it's like an oil stain or something in the bottom. I'm curious if there's oil in space or, or what that is exactly. Yes, uh, it's, that's, depending on the quasar, it's either avocado or extra virgin. And it mm -hmm. kind of, it, what it does is it insulates and protects from the radiation. You see in space, there's no atmosphere to uh, protect from the radiation from stars. So what they do is they use olive oil. And I don't know, I'm not sure if it uh, happened. Um, um, it's unclear uh, what kind of oil this is. I'd have to do more testing. I'd probably have to lick it extensively um, or put it in a skillet maybe um, uh -huh. to see how it burns up. But this is, it's, it, this is a wonderful piece you have here. And you said, you said that your, you said that your grandfather had this. Is that what? Yes. My grandfather had this uh, and he, he passed it down. I guess his father had it as well. So it's been around for a long time. And evidently it uh, in, in the 1930s, it came crashing down in an orb of light into our mm. backyard at the time. That's mm. what I've been told. I mean, obviously I wasn't there. I wasn't born, mm -hmm. but uh, that, that, that's your grandfather, the they, they were in the, they were in what area of the country were they? Uh, Washington DC. He was a helper oh. at the white house. Oh, I, Oh, I helper. Oh, very prestigious. Yeah. Um, well, uh, that makes a lot of sense. See, because that now that the time period now makes more sense that I'm looking at this. Uh, so that that's really remarkable. Oh, I'm sorry. You know I, I lot, feel I have you know to a lot about this piece. It's very clear that this blanket was made by at least at most 10 fingers. And so I think uh, I doubt that it's actually alien in origin at all. Oh, I see. And, you, and you're basing that on what? The stitching. The stitching looks, it looks 10, ten finger stitching. Ah, the stitching. Um. Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Now that, okay. Now that I'm looking at this now. But I mean, look at the pattern. I've always wondered. It kind of looks like, like kind of a octococ squid dick pattern kind of that's the best thing i can use to describe I, it yeah i can see that yeah mm -hmm. um and i i sure this is not from space that'd be really disappointing it's an heirloom that's been passed down harold harold let me can i can i be frank with you harold uh -huh. did you did you stitch this 
Did you make this, this? Did you make this blanket? Did you make this blanket with all these cocks on it and brought it to us? Um, did you want to make something with octopus cocks? Is that what you wanted? A octopus blanket? Is that what you wanted? Did, did you? This isn't oil, is it? <laughs> Uh, Claire, um, I don't know if you know this, but uh, the stench coming up from your backyard keeps uh, wafting into our yard. And, well, our yard butts up to the back of our kitchen. And when our windows open, we smell that garbage that you have in your backyard. Yeah, that's how air works, Andrew. Uh, I'm not going to really do anything. Claire. Yeah. You're a sicko. Okay. Whatever you think you're doing with your science experiment in the back's got to stop. Okay. Oh, oh, are you some sort of religious not trying to stop science from moving forward? No, I just, it, it smells like putrid rotting. And as your neighbor, I'm sick of it. Okay. Andrew, I'm doing the town a service. If there's roadkill, I take it. I bring it to the backyard to compost it. Okay. What? And then I get to watch scientifically what decomposition of multiple bodies in a pile in my backyard looks like. It's not that complicated. It's disgusting. I didn't even realize you were taking roadkill back there. Claire, you're the worst neighbor I have ever had. Well, Andrew, I've lived here for 15 years and I've gotten along with everybody else. You're the only person. Well, for the record, my wife and my kids hate you as much as I do. Okay. Now they aren't out here talking because they're not as brave as I am. And I obviously don't like to come this close to your fence. It's nice fence. But the closer I get to the backyard, the more it makes me sick to my stomach. You know what, Andrew? Why don't I just shake a little bit of this embalming oh fluid over it. on your side? Of the fence. That's illegal. Is it? Oh, oh, yeah. You can't put a bulbing fluid on my side. Now, now I have something to tell the police because before it was just like you're doing things in your own yard. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, go ahead. You're so fucked. I looked, you're so fucked, Claire. I looked your ring light in the face and huh? I dared it to record me. What? Dared it to record me. Well, I mean, I, 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 it wasn't set up there. For- I'm not brave enough to record. What the hell's wrong with my ring camera? <laughs> I'm intimidated. Well, that doesn't matter because I saw it and there's embalming fluid right here. Some of it's dripped on, on your fence. Uh, I'm going to call the cops right now, okay? Yeah, LAPL police here. Uh, how can I help you there? Uh, I need you to come down to 3712 Three Oaks Road, okay? Uh yeah, right, and, and, and there's a, been a dispute. Uh, my neighbor's pouring dangerous chemicals into my yard. All yeah, right. Uh, hang on. Here we oh are. Oh, my God. Thank you. This is her. Yep. I love this new teleportation hey, police system. Claire is her name. I don't know her last name, but she's... It's Danes. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm a huge fan. I I loved you in my so-called life. Uh, you changed uh, you changed me as a child. You really did. Thank you. Would you Would you want me to autograph one of these dead squirrels? Oh my God! Would you please? Uh, could you autograph too? I got a, a kid at home who would just they're not going to believe this story. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. I can make it out to Officer. Uh, uh, Skowowski. Skowowski. Great. Mm-hmm. Officer Skowowski. Like you're not gonna pick favorites of who you like. You're just because she's. I didn't realize she. Obviously, I didn't know she was Claire Danes. <laughs> Listen here, you you leave that American treasure alone, sir. She is doing her damnedest to try and entertain the masses and win some hardware from the the, the academy. So you just leave her alone. All right, I'm out. <laughs> Kowalski, get into my office. Uh, yeah, Chief, how you doing? Listen, uh, I don't want to come down on you, Skowalski, because I know that you got a lot on your plate. But yeah, it's hard being a cop in this town. I tell you what, there's. I tell you what, it's so hard being a cop, and you are Adam. You are a model of the badge. But I got a no, report. Thanks. Listen, I got to write you up there, Skowalski. What happened, Chief? Did you accept? An autographed dead squirrel from Claire Danes on duty. Listen, Chief. Yes, I did. But here's the thing: is ah, I got on, a second Skowalski. one for you. You busted my balls! <laughs> come on, Chief. I got it. Here's your look at look at it. She cited oh, everything. Oh, you got it. Oh, you got it with you. Ah, oh, come on, there, Skowalski. She gave me two. Here, here. I told her I had a kid. I lied. Here, this one's for you. Come on. Oh, really? Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, listen, uh, maybe I'm being a little hard on you. So uh, here is uh, here's some pentobarbital from the evidence locker. Uh, uh, you're your best yeah, chief we've ever on, had. Yeah. You know oh, come on. You know I come like on. it. Uh, come on. Chief, my office. Uh, oh, boy. Look, it's tough enough being the commissioner, but now I'm hearing reports that your precinct is accepting bribes from Claire Danes. Listen, these so-called accusations are uh, not accurate in any sort of way, uh, Commissioner. And what I want I wanted you to know, Commissioner, is that everything in my precinct is on the up and up. You can check our transporter logs all the way back to uh march and they're 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 clean they're pristine yeah well you know i word on the street i got an informant yeah it's jared leto but i've got an informant <laughs> and he's telling me you're taking stuff from dames the composter on uh three oaks road commissioner jared leto is I can't think of a worse informant for you to have. That man, there's no way he can go incognito in any sort of situation. Uh, yeah, he can. He dresses as a big white cat, and he goes out there, and he gathers me intel. No one knows it's him, you know? Family meeting about the smell next door. Uh, okay. Your dad got the bravery up to go over there and confront our neighbor. And we called the police. And it turns out okay. that she's clear things. Oh, I understand. So there's, there's nothing That's, we could. It's a sculptory. What does sculptory mean? You can't get in trouble if you're Claire Danes. Yeah, that's pretty much how it seems to shake out. So I, I'm trying to figure out what we can do about it since we can't change her behavior. No, you've done so much already. You've you've already gone to talk. We're the meekest family in the entire 
community. Do, do we have to move again? I think we do. Damn it. Daddy, I like my friends. I like my neighborhood. No, you don't. You can't like it that much. It stinks here. And, and you'll never be able to invite your friends over because it stinks so bad here. That's right. You don't actually like it. That, uh, that's right. I'm so meek. I'm not going to stand up for myself that's the anymore. Spirit. I'll pack. <laughs> All right, start packing again. Unless there was something we could do. I, I don't have any answers, though. I don't Dad, know. What, what, the, the property values of this place has gone down so much. We won't be able to afford another house unless we go really far into the south. We're going to have to go farther into the south. the keys to the place uh welcome to the neighborhood uh we got some colorful people who live nearby too i think you're gonna have a good fun with your neighbors uh next door on their left hand side mandy patinkin that's great for you uh what a treasure that guy is, is. he human so what kind of question is that i, I heard rumors he doesn't have five fingers unless i'm thinking mandy of a patinkin. different mandy patinkin is he not the six-fingered man <laughs> Is he? Oh, he was searching for the six-fingered man. My thank God. I have a thing with aliens. I have a thing with aliens. I don't want to deal with them. But that's what's funny. On your other side is Chris Sarandon, who played the six-figure man. So, like, you got a lot of uh, Princess Bride in this neighborhood. So, anyways, uh, I hope you enjoy it. We have barbecues third Sunday of the month. So, you know, you can get to know everybody then. We're the local improv troupe. Uh, we're going to play here at the barbecue. <laughs> Great. No one will protect an improv troupe. They're not famous or important or interesting. What? Who's ready for some, some hip hop? Improv. <laughs> Uh, do you guys mind? Do you guys mind? I'm sorry. I just moved into the area and I've got a real sensitive nose. In fact, I've had to leave a couple places in the past and you guys stink. If you, you hear what I'm saying? <laughs> do you mean physically or you don't like our performances? Yeah, the, whole, the whole thing. It's like an aura, but you stink. And I don't, I don't want to have another place. Hun, yes. hun. Are we the problem? No, 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 no. We move places and instantly accuse people of smelling like These garbage. Guys stink like garbage. Okay, maybe you're right. Uh, that's maybe true. we've made I'm, a terrible choice doing improv at funerals in the backyard. Yeah, you need to make barbecues. a new choice. A fresh <laughs> new choice. choice. <laughs> Ooh, ding. Original Anastasis. There was a lot of different shows that I did on the road that were in like hallways and lunchrooms. Those were pretty bad. Uh, but the first bad location I ever did a show was when I was in high school. We, I don't know whose idea or how we got it, but we went to the movie theater and we performed in basically the area that people were buying popcorn, like right by the arcade area. <laughs> and we had done really good shows for, I guess, a high school improv team uh, in the theater. But this setting where people were just walking past, and I've, I've done it a few times in my life, at, like in lunchrooms at uh, schools with Mission Improbable and like hallways that sucked. Yeah. I did it at this movie theater where people were going. And then the other place that was almost as bad was the promenade. 
And I wouldn't be surprised if at least one other person here performed with me on the promenade with West Side Comedy Theater. Uh, Rich, you did? Oh, yeah. Yeah, a few of those shows. Yeah. Were, I don't, yeah, I know I did as well. I don't know. And it was always before the movie would start. So they'd be having a movie that was going to play once it got dark enough on a big screen. But then we would be performing with corded microphones. And yep. the one performance I remember, I, I think I did it twice, but one was the, the cherry on top that I'd never do it again. But there was a person in the back yelling that they couldn't hear us. And the person in the front was yelling, turn it down because the speaker was right next to them. <laughs> And they were so bad. Nobody wanted to see the improv there. They wanted to see the movie at the dark. My, uh, my theme park group did, uh, uh, the Benson ball festival in DC, like a decade ago. And like, <laughs> it was like the most laughably bad circumstances as it went on. Like the night before we saw Doug loves movies in a seated theater, they put us in like a standing rock club and it was raining outside. So they had, they opened the doors late. So all these people came in, they're like soaked. And then they added all this, these acts in front of us. So like, uh, like a couple standups and all sorts of stuff. And this one guy was kind of a performance artist and he went out there and he got booed off the stage, and he, <laughs> which I've never seen in real life. He got wow. booed off the stage. And part of his thing is like, he like rubs a bunch of pie on his face, this whole thing. <laughs> so he literally came backstage with pie on his face. Wow. And then, uh, mm-hmm. like. Tig was hanging out because it's like she was curating it. So she went out and did a surprise set to try to win the audience back. So when we finally go on, like it's an hour plus past when the show's supposed to start. And we get out there and like they're making drinks in the back of the bar with like blenders and shit. And uh, it was supposed to be seated first and foremost, but it sold well. So they got rid of the seats and made everybody oh, stand. Awful so it's nothing choice. They should have stopped selling for 90, 90 minutes. Yeah, so real bad. And then we get out there and we start doing a scene. Like blenders are going off, and they're like, "Can't hear you." And so we're like, uh, "There's two corded mics on the stage, and there's like five of us in the group, or whatever." So we just had to go on and do our set, like, like passing the mics around and trying to do this thing. And it was like we kind of made fun of it on stage, and the crowd like was with us because they're like, "This is ridiculous." And then later on, we saw the promoters like the after party, and they're like, "How'd it go?" And I was like, "Do you really, really want to know?" And they're like, "Yeah, it's like kind of." Game that run down and then they're like huh well we just thought it was, you know like rock and roll and i was like it's the opposite <laughs> of rock and roll <laughs> yeah, most, most things are rock and roll if you go the other way too i remember one summer uh a few years ago where there was a very elusive cricket stuck at the west side, at west side comedy i remember theater. that it was yes. insane mm. it was like trolling us let me tell you the worst thing to have in a comedy theater <laughs> is a literal cricket. <laughs> because anytime there was a lull of silence, you heard literal crickets. Original understudies. Hey, uh, Jiminy, uh, I got us two tickets to see Cardinal Redbird at UCB this weekend. All right. I can't wait. <laughs> Yeah, this is going to be so much fun. Up. We love improv. I love it so much. It's my favorite thing to watch. Mine too. I'm bringing everybody. I got us 12 tickets. It's going to be great. <laughs> all right. Hey. <laughs> all right. Thank you all for coming out to Cardinal Redbird. Well, lighter house than usual. <laughs> uh, just looking to... We interview people about their real LA stories. So who here has a, a Hollywood story Maybe they're an actor or writer. No one can hear you. (laughs) 
Okay, uh, sorry. Yeah, let me let me project. Uh, if anyone, you know, has a story about like working in the Hollywood system, we'd love to hear it. <laughs> this is this is a waking nightmare. Okay. Um, all right. Anyway, any of you? Um, Crickets? We can't hear us- you over the crickets. <laughs> <laughs> I, we don't usually use mics. It's an intimate theater. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll scream. Does any cricket have a story? So it's a pie eating contest and you are the contestants. Uh, Are there any allergies that we should be made aware of before we bring the pies? Oh, pie. Pie? Oh, I'm allergic to pie. (laughs) All right. Well, then you do. We will give you cookies. uh, One cookie instead of each pie. Uh, But no other. No, I'm allergic to cookies. Is that okay? That's totally okay. You'll have a pie. He will eat one cookie per pie. And. I'm allergic to county fairs. Oh, you should leave very quickly. This is a county fair. (laughs) Can you just change it for me? I couldn't. It's too big a deal. The county fair surrounds us everywhere. I can change a pie to a cookie. I can make sure that there's no nuts inside. But you, my friend, are deep inside a county fair. All right. Disqualified from another contest. Well, well, hold on. Uh, Do you need an escort? Oh, he's gone. Uh, I have an allergy to aliens. I think there's an alien <coughs> among us. Okay, that's fair. Could everybody please put their hands out? Come on now, <laughs> everyone. Tutti for fest. run the pie-eating contest. (laughs) They will know that you are human because only humans will contest with pies. That sounds fair. I will run the pie contest. Mm. I can't imagine how anything could go wrong. And eventually, I'll find my space blanket that was our family's for years. Oh, finally, our binky will come home. (laughs) Excuse me, guys. Uh, We got a report. There might be some aliens around here. I was just checking it out. I'm terribly sorry, officer. Um, Perhaps uh, you would like to know that I am Jared Leto. I was going to ask, are you Jared Leto? That's me, Jared Leto. From Dallas Buyers Club? I've counted everyone's fingers here at the pie contest, and it turns out you all have ten fingers. So <laughs> it looks like you're wrong about the alien. Must be something else making you uh, break out dives. I mean, I mean, there's only other one other way to test, and that would be to put our dicks on the table. Okay, you can all put your dicks on the table. <laughs> but uh, okay, well, some of us don't have dicks, and that's okay. <laughs> so it looks like these I can are all- barely breathe. But here's my penis. You should really leave the county fair this year. Attention, county fairgoers. Attention, county fairgoers. There is an imminent thunderstorm on the way. You must all seek shelter. Everything is canceled right now. Canceled right now. I'm on Selvia. Uh-oh. Well, luckily, Selvia has a very short high. Uh, Yes, but I'm a tree currently. Uh, 
I am a tree. Oh, no. I just showed up here. I just accidentally came here. I didn't know how I got here. For was the previous guy Forrest Gump? <laughs> I think it might have been Forrest Gump. Well, I gotta go. Run, 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 run. <laughs> for listening to another episode of Original Understudies. This episode wouldn't be possible without our post-audio engineer and sound designer, Toivo Camille, and our incredible Patreon members who support the show and make it all possible. If you'd like your suggestion to inspire our improv show, please send a, uh, an email to originalunderstudiespodcast at gmail.com. And if you're willing and you want to push the show to do a little better, go ahead and give us a review. You could bury a suggestion inside, and I would read it in the show. Thanks for listening. Original Understudies. <laughs>